and welcome to another episode of In My Sweats with your host, Jay Menz. This is a place where you can learn and laugh with your girlfriends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a fantastic episode with Natalie Gilmore, who um, we were chatting about how we wanted to introduce her and I mean, it really goes back to Newport High School in Bellevue, and I think we started on gym together, gymnastics together first, and she was like this newbie that came on the scene and had these flawless floor routines, and and I was like, who is this gal killing the game? And then, um, and then I think after that, or at the same time, we were on cheer together, so we were on gymnastics and cheer, and again, just like... I swear you did like a round off back tuck or was a round off back like flawlessly with like these perfect dance hands and I was like this girl is a <laughs> like definitely not flawlessly but it was so we, like precious. we had a good time yes yes so now um oh man sum up what's happened since you graduated high school which was like what 15 years ago Oh man, it has been that long. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you I moved to LA. Yeah, I danced my whole life uh, starting age five. So when I got older and I started seeing people like going off to California, New York, wanting to pursue professional careers, I was just pumped about it. And I didn't realize, I don't think I realized until later on that I could actually do it as a career. Mm-hmm. That I could actually do it for a living, which was the crazy part. Um, but yeah, I moved to LA. I, I, I did spend an extra year after high school kind of working and saving money. And then I moved out and I've been here ever since. I'm in LA now and I've lived here 15 years. Yep. Just about. Yeah. Uh, just uh, pursuing a professional career, which entails a lot of different elements and uh from the outside may look super glamorous but also took like a really long time with a lot of no's and a lot of disappointments to get to where I am now so I think uh it's an amazing amazing thing yeah however it's hard (laughs) well that's what I mean you know, the overnight successes are 10 years in the making. Right. You know, and and sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes people have overnight success because that's just their path. Yeah. So like some people moved to LA and within the first year booked their first tour and were like on the road and going and gone. And I remember looking at those people being like, well, what the heck, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? You know, but the older I get and now I have students asking me, you know, what, what should I do to get to where you are? Or what should I do to, you know, find a similar path? And I'm like, there's nothing that I can tell you about how I went about it. That's, I mean, I can give you my, my advice, Mm -hmm. but everything I did and how it happened is going to be different from your journey simply because you're a different person. So what would your advice be to like, even if they're different people, like say I'm a student and I go, I want what you have. I want a tour. Like, how do I even get into that? I think 
being in LA or being in New York is a start because you're exposed to a lot of choreographers and teachers that are teaching classes. And those classes are moments of exposure for you to be in front of them, to show them kind of what you do. And then those same choreographers will hold auditions. Um, so then uh, working to sign with an agency is really helpful agencies out here dance agencies are the ones that will kind of give you like the info of what auditions to go to or what auditions are happening so that was another step but you have to audition to sign with an agency because they have like limited clientele spots and like depending on what your look is that also plays into it sometimes if they have mm -hmm. another brunette that's latina that looks similar with a similar height i could not be maybe won't be the right fit for that agency, but there's other agencies. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you got to shop around for what your little nook is and then just get to work. And the hardest part I think for me was keeping uh, income yeah. when I was on such a roller coaster of uncertainty. So a lot of that included like Starbucks or Jamba Juice or like things that were really everyday type stuff that was mundane and felt crazy. And I was just like, Oh, I don't want to be here. Mm. But when I look back, a lot of those, those jobs were like connecting me to regular normal people that didn't dance and like kind of, kind of grounded me in a sense and also helped me pay my bills while I was figuring out how to pay my bills otherwise. So it's good. That, what would you say the percentage is? for like people that go out to LA to dance versus act? Like, is there more opportunities for dancers than actors or same? It depends. I guess it depends on what kind of dancer you are because I think a lot of jobs are different pertaining to different styles. So like uh, recording artists and live shows and tours, that's gonna be more urban, more hip hop, um, more freestyle based type of work, whereas television and movies is a lot of jazz and technical dancers that you know like la la land or mm -hmm. or things that like you know even episodes of like uh what am i thinking of right now there's a ton but just like those big scenes with like big action packed groups is usually like jazz based movement so i think that a lot of it just depends on what you want uh to focus on and you do kind of have to, you can be trained in a lot of things. Like I grew up training in a lot of different styles, mm -hmm. but you kind of have to choose a lane. Mm -hmm. And in the end, you can do a lot of things. You can still, you know, dabble in different places, but. Which one choose, did you decide? Like which route did you decide? I think mine, I gravitated a lot towards Marty um, and his style and Marty Kadelka is Justin Timberlake's oh, choreographer. So I originally had learned from him in Seattle when I was still training in Seattle before I moved to LA. But when I moved to LA, I started taking his classes a lot and I started kind of training under him. And then after a while, I think he noticed my interest in like his style and the way he, you know, the way he taught, I also felt, you know, really drawn to and and in the end, he kind of just took me under his wing. And then over the years, the goal, I mean, the goal was always to dance for somebody like Justin Timberlake, but it didn't have to be him. It was kind of one of those things that 
happened without me even uh without me even thinking it was going to happen when it did so it was like oh (laughs) how did it happen hmm (laughs) so I got an email followed up by two missed calls while I was helping a friend like film something on the side like just like a passion project and I remember going over and looking at my phone and I had an email that said availability Justin Timberlake and that's like all it said in the subject and I was like oh crap and that was my agent and they had called me twice already so I like asked my friend I was like can I step out I gotta make a phone call really quick sure of course yeah and I call my agent and they're like so Marty's asking your availability for the next week and a half you'd be flying to New York like in two days to do Saturday Night Live with him so that was like the first the first big performance and that I Justin before no I had never worked with him before that Marty crazy Marty was always my uh kind of a mentor kind of like somebody that I always trained with I trained with other people of course but he was always somebody so after we did the gig I spoke with Marty and Marty told me the story of how I even got brought on to the gig, which was just something he did out of like his kindness. But basically I had taken Marty's class and somebody had filmed it and Marty had shown the footage from his class to Justin, like, cause they were working on a different project, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And he had shown him the footage from class. And I guess that's kind of how it got brought up. Like, uh, who's this dancer, you know, what's her story, blah, blah, blah. And then they got to talking and then they needed people for SNL like a couple weeks later. And that's when they called me. Had you ever been on anything like so quick? Cause I know you, you were touring with others before that. So like, had you ever gotten an email that said, Hey, and was it that big of a thing like SNL or was it more of like a come down to the hoedown? Yeah, there's nothing, to me, there's nothing bigger than Justin Timberlake when it comes to dance um, in my era. If it, if I would have been, you know, 20 years back, maybe Michael or Janet or Prince. um, Yeah. But right now I feel Justin is, you know, along with some others, definitely one of the most versatile and one of the most like, uh, I, I feel like his reach is so far like kids love him adults love him the in-betweens love him and I just feel like he's consistently uh, reinventing himself and and trying new things not only with his music but he's gone acting and he's you know had all sorts of different branches of his creativity he plays golf you know so he just is somebody who I feel keeps things constantly moving and doesn't really allow himself to fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And and I just respect that so much. So I feel like for me, he's one of those artists that has more than just music. And, yeah. and I'm so proud, so proud to work for him. And also just in general, I feel like that was, that was always one of the, the names, one of the biggest names I had in my head growing up, you know, mm-hmm. wanting, wanting who, to work for. Who would be like another besides Janet and Michael, like that would compare to Justin now that you would, you'd be like, yep, I'm in. 
um, I think, I think Chris Brown is extremely talented. I love, I love his movement. I love how, how I know how hard he works with his dancers because I've seen his shows and I know that he's involved. Mm. Um, I know that he's like in the front line with them, you know, mm. and Justin is the same way. We, we definitely have long rehearsals and he's there with us just like, just like any other dancer. Yeah. Um, I would, I would honestly say that like, like right now, I feel like there's a couple newer cool moments that that maybe maybe people don't really I don't know I'm in love with Jay Balvin right now that's like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why but I love his vibe I love everything he's about um he's just colorful and like respectful and really yeah. about a positive energy so I feel like he's now wow. incorporating more things I would love to dance for him someday or maybe help him creatively in some way I'm yep. putting it out there spreading it out me too you hear that buddy and then so exactly right exactly after SNL and like you're just going how the hell did this just happen like before that were things going well or was this kind of you know because you hear these stories where it's like I had 20 cents left in my checking account and then I got the call like what was it like before that yeah I was I was almost moving back home to Seattle so like it's kind of the yeah it's kind of the same same bit kind of a story is I I had been in LA for like I think it was like eight years seven or eight years already and I had worked like you said I had worked for a couple other artists and I had done some shorter promo tours which usually a promo tour will only last anywhere from four to six months which is like is long but it's like short in the grand scheme of making a paycheck um and so, and so I remember, oh, I had done the uh, America's Best Dance Crew with Fanny Pack, which yeah. was, aw- it was awesome. It was an amazing experience. Um, unfortunately, not as like high paid as you would think. But, like television is rough, especially when it's reality based, which means reality based, meaning we're the characters, you know, we're the, we're the, the players in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more like on a contestant basis, which was really hard for me. Yeah. And financially, I had given up a lot of work to go do the show because I was really excited about the opportunity and I was excited about the people I was going to do it with. And then that next year was kind of like, all right, well, where am I going to where am I going to land? And I remember applying for another coffee shop job and I in my head was just like no like not another coffee shop but at the same time I knew I needed money and I knew I needed just to keep the ball yeah just keep the ball rolling so I started working at this coffee shop and it was brand new and the owner was super cool and really nice guy and and I literally worked there for three months before I got this call and I was like so I was kind of on the verge of like, all right, I'm going to give it till summer. And if something doesn't pop up, this was like January. So I was like, by June or July, if like something doesn't pop up, I'm going home. I'm going to spend the rest of the summer in Seattle and then see where I go from there. Yeah. But then this happened. Yeah. What do you and think the rest- would have happened? Like if you had gone home, you know, what would have, I mean, you don't know, I guess. 
Yeah, no, I don't really know. I probably would have um, taught a lot of classes and um, you remember uh, our friend Melissa and her mom. Her mom owns a studio in Seattle or in Redmond. And I teach there often, like I'll go home sometimes in the, in the holiday or in the summertime and teach there. So I'm sure there would have been opportunity there to, you know, kind of build the space and, and work there consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that, that would have been very different. That would have been a whole nother life in the best way. But like, who knows if you would have gone back and taught there and then you get a call, like, like, you know, um, could have been. I feel like some people feel like they need to be home when things happen. Like they need to be, everything needs to happen so perfectly all lined up. And like, because I've talked to other women who go, I got this opportunity to have this huge speaking gig at a woman's conference, but because I wasn't 20 pounds lighter, I didn't take it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, yes, exactly. Like nothing will be perfect. The opportunities come and you, them or you don't and they go to someone else it's very true and I could have easily you know instead of applying for another coffee shop job I could have just gone home exactly. so kind of like I had like that little last little thread where I was just like Ugh, please please stay please. a little longer stay a little longer because that's that's a long time and even though there there was like the successes in some places and and the money came from that place and this place it's like being in LA feels almost anxiety ridden sometimes because it's like such a hustle like everyone's doing something okay and then where are we going after that and then after that oh and then tomorrow I have an audition like being in that is like feels aging almost you're just exhausted it's go 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 so after SNL and after being on it um then what happened were you just like oh and then what yeah I mean it was kind of like a crazy celebration moment for me and then I didn't really know what was going to happen after that because it was just I was only contracted for the one show so it was like a week of rehearsals and then the one show while we were in New York rehearsing for the one show we found out that Justin would be doing a week after that on Jimmy Fallon for promo for the new album so I kind of only knew that there was a single out, which was at the time suit and tie. Um, but there was a whole album that was ready to come out. And so this next week after that was going to be uh, him on Jimmy Fallon for five nights. They called it Timber Week. Oh my and, God. and we literally at first, I think they thought they weren't going to use dancers. And then they ended up just keeping us in New York for another week. And we ended up performing with him on Fallon three of the five nights. So there was like a whole nother slew of choreographies to be learned, ideas to be unfolded, performances to be done, like back-to-back stuff. And then even then, after that, there was like more kind of gray area uncertainty because there was no tour announced. Mm. So a lot of it was just kind of floating, but I knew that there was an album that was coming out. So I knew now that there was way more of a, light at the end of the tunnel meaning that there would be an album that there would be a tour and that that was my next goal so it was like base to base kind of can't really can't really predict it until it happens which is something that has taken me a really long time to get comfortable with 
say that the again. idea yeah, yeah. Say that again. Just, I want to hear that again yeah my my work is I think not only that opportunity but my entire career as a dancer is so day by day is so moment to moment and sometimes that roller coaster like kind of like you said is exhausting because you have to hustle in between or you have to try and find what you're going to do to make money in the in the meantime or do you have a savings so that up and down and up and down and up and down you're tired you get really emotionally and mentally exhausted yes and then you kind of just have to find a way to like put your hands up on the ride and like yeah flow (laughs) with it because there's no other way and when you try and when you try and control it or resist it or you try and like make it something it's not then that is even more taxing on your on your being rather than than on like the financial side of it so it's taken me a really long time to be okay with that feeling but yes it's surrender yeah it really is you're right that's exactly what it is yeah the end of the day is just trust Mm. and um when you're like going to snl and you have this thing you're like oh my god and then they say you're going on jimmy kimmel like do you even have time to process and like eat food and sleep or is it just like (laughs) 24 7 that one specifically was kind of go mode that was that was a really intense like back to back and we didn't even know necessarily he was still deciding what songs like he wanted to do for that next week. And then, cause he had to do like one song each night. So not only are we the ones under pressure, but think about him too. Like not only singing the songs, but dancing with us and helping the musical arrangement, like arranging the band, you know, talking with stylists about costumes and ideas. And like, I mean, Sometimes I don't, sometimes I wonder if he's all 100% human. Yeah. Um, Sounds like an alien. Yeah, a little bit. He's got some, some superpower qualities in there. Uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> that was definitely a moment of just like, ah, chaos. Um, but those are also the ones you look back on and you're like, wow, we really did that. We yeah. put together a whole week's worth of just, amazing fun performances without really thinking too much sometimes the less you think the more it kind of just flows together so it it feels like looking back at those it's like always a reminder it can be done very true yeah it's just like very true it can be done so then after that um then after Jimmy Kimmel then what happened like Jimmy Fallon yeah yeah Jimmy Fallon uh I think there was a little bit of a break. I'm trying to go back in my mind uh, date-wise. I think there was a bit of a gap, mm-hmm. maybe like a two-month gap. And then when we started doing some more promo, we went on the Ellen show. That was a highlight. We went to Brazil. We did Rock and Rio. We went to Brazil for like two days. So we flew an entire day pretty much. We were there for one day to settle and then performed the next day like an eight-song set eight or 10 song set and then flew the next day back. So promo is kind of, I don't know how to parallel it to something. It's kind of like having snacks. So like they're just like sporadically randomly throughout. There's no like fixed schedule for promo. So once again, I was kind of just like 
in between, uh, thankfully the, the owner of the coffee shop had not fired me. So I came back and I was still working through like the in between stuff for promo. And, uh, and then, you know, I would just go and come and thankfully he was super flexible. There was other people that worked there that were also actors and that, you know, he, the owner himself had been an actor years and years ago. So he was really understanding. And then, and then we, I think we did promo for like five months. So there was random sporadics. We went and did, I think there's a show called Eurovision in Europe. We did it in London that year. And then basically a whole bunch of promo led to, uh, we found out in like September that we would start touring in October. And then October tour took off for like a a year and a half. So total, I think I was working with him for almost two years at that point. And like, you know how you were saying um, you did a seven song performance. What's your physical recovery look like? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Um, I think a lot of it kind of like the stamina physically, you kind of build over time because you rehearse a lot or you hope that you can rehearse a lot before you actually go out to do those shows. Um, But I actually was talking to a student about this not too long ago. And I think show stamina is different because there's a lot of adrenaline that gets involved. So it's not just like you're going through a rehearsal like the way you normally would. Yeah. Um, the rehearsal preps you for it, but then the adrenaline that comes when you actually get to stage, when there's people in the crowd, when the lights are on you and everything's kind of going full force, then that changes a lot of it. Um, and then you kind of start to build a new stamina, which is your show stamina. And then the adrenaline, you kind of start to understand and get used to a little bit more. And then, and then somehow it all becomes a lot more normal. Yeah. But like, um, ready, like, you know, cause, um, someone described it as like, you're at the highest high you've ever experienced you, sometimes naturally. And then it's like the, such a come down after you get off stage, regardless of if you're the main performer, if you're on it, you're just like sunk and like, you're like, woo. And then just, Oh, and then. Yeah, definitely. Doing that for a year, like how, or is it just something you get used to? No, there's definitely wear and tear. I think you, you gain, you know, obviously that's stamina, but you also wear and tear. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're all good. That's my grandmother calling me. Hey, grandma. I'll call her back. Um, Abuelita. I think the wear and tear comes from, uh, like doing the same show every night. So my left leg, my left side is actually extremely like has reoccurring injury sometimes because of the choreography that we did. Some of it was really left leg heavy, like certain turns or certain like things. And I would do them every night for, I think we did 152 shows with, with that tour, with the first one. And think about doing the same turn on the same leg 152 times is like your body's bound to wear and tear there's no way around it um so yeah massage is super important we had a lot of people coming to the venues for the show sometimes like beforehand he would provide a masseuse to like work with us and 
you know, sometimes a Cairo or a, a physical therapist that would help us out. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot that goes into it. You know, I say to my mom, I'm like, oh, my body hurts. And she's like, yeah, you're young. And I'm like, yeah, but if you parallel my body to a car, my body has a lot of miles on it. Like, yes. Yes. I'm not just, I'm not just sitting or at the desk or, you know, a yeah. light yoga. I'm, I'm yes. jamming, I'm yeah. jamming around. So. 24 seven. Yeah. So when you got called to go on this extravaganza, did they tell you how much money you're going to make then? Or like, is it per event yeah. or contract or? Um, during promo, I think a lot of it was per show, depending on what the show was and how yeah. many rehearsals and like, it just, rehearsal rate can be different from the actual show rate. You'll get a higher rate for the day of the show, but then then once we started kind of working more regularly when we were on tour, it, it was it was through a contract and it was a payroll situation. So I was on a weekly salary, mm-hmm. um, which was negotiated previous to the start of the tour. With so I with my agent and yeah. and yeah, with myself, yeah. Cool. So that's kind of yeah, that's kind of the cool side of it is like. Um, there are standards in my industry. There are standards depending on, you know, where you are, but you are also an independent employer. You do work with the agency, but the agency's working for you, right? So they're getting, they're getting a small percentage of your income based on the fact that they're helping you with legalities and contracts and, you know, signing things and making sure that, yeah, absolutely. Like end of the day, that's, that's what, they do for you um but as far as like knowing your worth and this is a a topic that comes up often is dancers in general are accepting of lower pay grades because they're really passionate about their art and they love their art and they see it as you know a lot of people see it as like oh you're just dancing you're just having fun you get to go on tour you get to do this this and that so people take that as, mm-hmm. okay, this is something that, you know, is fun and lighthearted and people would love to do. But the reason why most people don't do it is because we as professionals train our whole lives to be in this position. Yes. So I parallel it a lot to a professional athlete. I consider oh, wow. dancers athletes and everything that we do, if we made anywhere near what NBA basketball players make or NFL football players make, things would be really different, but we definitely don't. So there's always that like gray area because each dancer can negotiate their own contracts depending on, you know, obviously depending on the camps, the camps are different. Um, You mean like you were giving it, like you were leading a camp? No, uh, camp meaning uh, the group that you're working with. So depending on the artist, their management, their accountant, their people. Um, I will say, uh, you know, I've worked for some really respectful artists that value their people. Mm -hmm. And so I cannot necessarily attest to people not giving me what I deserve. I think that I have been somebody who's been really lucky to fall into placement with some people that really, really valued me, valued me and appreciated me 
So when I when I set my bar high and when I my worth high, they met me there. If that makes sense. Um, that is, but yeah, that that's like something you can't teach. You have to be there energetically, and that is probably one of the best things you could teach the dancers is like, like people say it all the time. They go, you need to step into a, a different energetic uh, level or state and you have to feel it before it even happens. And then people will try it like once or twice and they'll be like, well, I did it, but nothing happened. It's like, no, this yeah. is years in the making. Like, and it's my yeah. mindset, mindset. And I learned a lot from my mentors. I learned a lot from the people that I, you know, grew up dancing with and also just learning from. And, and I, you know, thankfully dancers have a lot of resources now. And there's a group that I'm involved with that's called Dancers Alliance. Hmm. And we are a non, we, we are a grassroots movement, basically just a group of volunteers that um, advocate for proper, wages and working conditions for dancers so we work with the union um just in relation to being in communication about jobs about different sets about if there's an audition put out for dancers they want dancers for 12 hours for a hundred dollars we kind of like flag it and put it out there and say hey this isn't okay let's all stand together oh but it's a accountability thing so it ends up being essentially up to the dancers the dancers are the ones who are going to place whether or not they're going to work for those conditions or not um and so yeah it makes it makes it tough for other people to fight for higher rates when certain people are still accepting these ones so it's kind of the people that are are accepting like the lower ones are desperate like they're like they're desperate because exactly we it's like we've all been there Mm -hmm. yes We've all been there, but we've also, you know, there's like myself, like you have to find, you have to find other ways of income so that you're not devaluing yourself in the industry that you want to come up in. Exactly. So like, yes, I did not. Yeah. I didn't love, I didn't love my Starbucks and my Jamba Juice all the time. And it wasn't the easiest. And I took trashes out and cleaned bathrooms and, you know, you just like, it's, it's stuff. But that allowed me to kind of keep an even keel while I was still trying to figure out what I was doing on the other side of it, on the other craft end of it. So is, is like dancing for a really well-known celebrity, is that like the highest peak you could go to as a dancer? I think that's a perspective that everybody is different on, you know? Um, For me, there's nothing more like, fulfilling and exciting and and energizing than being at a concert um I love being at a concert just when I'm not dancing just being in the audience and just watching the artists along with you know whatever show they've put together but just watching an artist like express themselves through music at like really high volumes with like a ton of other people and just like lights and and sometimes confetti or like lasers and like there's just so much behind it so for me that was always the goal yeah that was the that was the highest goal for me that was what I set out to do when I moved here wow Um, but other dancers I mean some dancers 
they just really want to do a national commercial for Honda and get that check and get those residuals. And, and I'll tell you commercials, you're on set for like two or three days and then you make five times as much as maybe someone on tour makes. Right. It's all perspective. It's all how you feel. And dance wise, like I said, a lot of people train in a lot of different areas. So I think what, you know, the highest goal is, yeah, it, it varies. I think that varies for different people. Um, what's next? (sighs) That's like the, it's like the forever question. Like, I, I feel like everybody that I've spoken to in the last like six months asks me that because, well, now we're creeping up on a year. Um, the second tour that I did with him ended in April of last year. So now I've kind of spent this last year doing a lot of teaching. I love to teach and I, I have regular classes here in LA. And yeah, tell um, me about where, where are they? What time, what days? Yes. My classes, regular classes, they're all on hold right now because of the craziness. Um, But I teach on Thursdays at a place called Movement Lifestyle at 2.30 uh, same day at nighttime, Thursdays at Millennium Dance Complex at eight, I teach grooves. So it's like a more cardio based class, which Fine. by the way, we'll throw this in there on Friday, this Friday, yeah. I'm teaching a live Instagram live grooves class for every and any person who wants to move and wiggle their bodies. It's going to be a really open level class with no choreography to remember it's going to be movement cardio fun yeah awesome playlist it's going to start at 12 noon pacific standard time so la time mm-hmm. i'm excited to do that so join me anyone who's out there donations um i'll throw i'll throw my venmo on there if anybody wants to throw a venmo or a something what what's your venmo my Venmo is Natalie-Gilmore. Gilmore Girls, yeah. Natalie-Gilmore. I'll double check that, I think. I think that's right. But um, but it's really just about it being free and it being something that people can do while they're at home, either stuck or, you know, your kids are going to be able to do what I do. Like, hopefully all, anyone granny grandpa anyone who's out there who really just wants to tune in and like wiggle around I'll probably do like a strong 45 minutes with a little 15 minute cool down because I think Instagram only gives you an hour Mm -hmm. so it'll be like a it'll be just a fun little little moment Um, so is that the answer for what's coming next is like um undecided I think it's I think it's undecided I've really I have always journaled and I've always been kind of a poem writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And last year I published a book. I published a book of poems. So awesome. Um, Yeah. I got really into writing poems while I was on the road because I felt like I needed something that was like an everyday thing that was besides the show that was like kind of a grounding moment. So I started writing at nighttime before I would fall asleep and I would just kind of like idea dump and thought dump and just kind of feeling dump whatever was on my heart or in my head and I called them night rights 
and the book is called Night Rides. You can go to my Instagram. I have a link in my bio to buy the book if you want to buy it. And what's your Instagram? At Nat Gilmore. N-A-T Gilmore like the girls. Whoop. Got it. Uh. Yep. And, uh, and so I started writing. I started doing a lot of poetry and I started writing some short stories of like things that were happening to me or like things I would see while I was on the road. Um, and I got really into it. I got really excited about it. And it was like a creative outlet that I was able to use that wasn't physical. That was completely a hundred percent. I can sit at home. I can sit at a coffee shop. I can sit in the hotel. I can sit in bed and do it and just release a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I've, I've really gotten more and more into the idea of wanting to continue that journey. And it feels like I'm just at the very, very beginning of it. It feels uh, daunting in a sense, because I think about all the years that I spent uh, training dance and training my movement and now kind of like being a, a beginner again, being like in that beginning stage again of something is really, it's exciting and it's also overwhelming sometimes. I'm like, oh man, oh man, I got a lot of work to do, but in the best way. So I think I want to really, I want to dive into that while also keeping, you know, the dance moves alive, which is great because that's been my main source of income since I've been back. Um, Yeah. So teaching, writing. Yeah. Um, I want to travel some more. I want to teach in other countries at some point when all of this madness has, has settled. I want to move around and, uh, and, and connect, connect with other students and other people in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the start of that is, is right now online. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. And did I see that you have a new, um, boo? Did I see that you have a new boo? Yes. Oh, I mean, you're getting personal. I know. I just want to hear like a little bit about it because that's the juicy. That's like the real. <laughs> well, if you must know. Um, no. Uh, yes. I've been dating somebody very happily for a little over a year and a half now. Um, the crazy juicy part is that we are long distance. And he lives all the way in Germany. Oh my God. That is He's so far so far away. Where are you? <laughs> oh my. Oh, I actually was just there um, just at the end of last month. Oh, thank God. Thankfully, yeah, thankfully I was able. Well, thankfully, and kind of like, weirdly enough, I'm here with no work. And I'm like, all I want to do is be back there and hang out with him and yeah, just live life with him <laughs> a little bit. I'd rather be quarantined with him. But I, I got I got my cat Bobby with me now. So <laughs> I'm okay. Um, but yeah, he's amazing. And we have somehow made this long distance work well. And yeah. I don't want it to be forever. It's not going to be long distance forever. Yeah. So I want it to, you know, progress in some way. And maybe that will be part of my travels is going there. And he owns a business in Germany. He's a little more like rooted there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So who knows? Yeah. So you could bounce in and out and like just teach there and go there and boo, boo, boo and write. If you're a writer, you can go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're like, I've been in LA for 15 years. So that would be quite a transition. It would definitely be a transition. However, I've never really seen myself staying here for like the long haul. Yeah. Even even 15 years. Like I told myself I wouldn't be here more than 10. So like, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely, you know, I'm starting to like toggle with the idea of like not always being here, which is which is kind of a really liberating feeling is like what you were saying about how LA is kind of this crazy, like, like stepping out of that and still being okay. Sounds really delicious. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. It's all still, you know, evolving and maybe we'll check back someday on a zoom call from somewhere else, you know? Oh my God. What if you're in like, Tanzania Ah. (laughs) or just Germany but yeah (laughs) just Germany I was trying to think of like somewhere so far away and and (laughs) like a city you know is it a city or a town or like a country Antarctica Antarctica (laughs) any any like um last words for for gals who are moving to LA and they're trying to find their gift and and they're like you know they don't know really who to trust yet and they're dipping their feet here dipping their feet there and they go not I just want like a sentence of how the hell I find my my thing yeah well in just one sentence that's tough okay let's Um, do like four sentences yeah maybe two or four (laughs) <laughs> um, def- definitely follow your gut. Um, I think a lot of what I did was kind of doubt that gut mm. for a long time is like when you're young and you're easily impressioned or you're easily persuaded in certain yeah. ways, like knowing what you feel, um, also just kind of sticking to your, your moral values, your moral ground, like where, where do you sit as far as like what you want from your job and also what you want from yourself. Um, And then I think it's okay to dip your feet in a lot of things. And I think it's okay to like explore um, always with safety and caution, of course, again, listening to your gut and knowing, you know, when and where to kind of draw boundaries or draw a line. Yeah. Um, But you do, you have to experience it. You have to experiment. You have to take lots of you know, classes, whether you're an actor or a dancer or a painter or whatever, you have to kind of experiment. And then when you find something that feels right, that feels really good, keep that one and then just add to that, you know, kind of have that be your, your hub, your space, Mm -hmm. and then kind of branch out from there. But that's kind of, that's how I felt with, with Marty and the group that I kind of associated with. It just fit. And I just stayed there and then I would add little bits on and off. But overall, that was, that was it. So that's good. That sounds like what you're doing with, um, night rights. It's like, that's your thing. And then branching off into all the things, taking all the writing classes, the workshops, like yeah. you know, with writing people. I'm, that is how you, 
that's how you do it. And I like that dipping your feet in all the things is a good idea. Cause then you don't, you figure out what you like. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You have to go there in order to know whether you do or don't like it. Otherwise yeah. you, you won't know. Or you'll look yeah. back and be like, oh man, I wish I would have tried that one thing. Or I wish I would have gone to that museum or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So. And yeah. And you're always like, oh, I'll do it next time. And it's like, okay, mm. now we're quarantined for a minimum of six weeks. Like if this is, uh, I think this is actually a really cool thing that's happening because it's like the earth needed us to stop. Yeah. You know, it really needed us to just like stop consuming, stop driving. Yeah. Like, I think it's the biggest healing for the earth. And yeah. then also will help people not take their health for granted anymore. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent agree. Someone said that Corona in Spanish means crown. And, and when a baby's birthing, they call it crowning and that this is kind of like that rebirth for not only humanity and the collective, but actually mother earth factories are stopping production and, and cruise lines aren't going anywhere. And like everything pollution wise, earth wise, everything is kind of resetting. So I'm, I'm really all about it. So hopefully you and you and the fam can join me on Friday and oh yeah we're gonna be let's dance <laughs> let's dance yeah it'll be a freaking blast and then I'm gonna um put all your stuff in the the show notes is what they call them you know your, I love it your insta and your venmo and I know that it's like a free class but I also feel like you have to support art and if it's a donation sure. only, then let's freaking do it yeah, it's like give what you can, even if it's a dollar or even if it's nothing and exactly. you're just there to support, that's enough as well. So love it. Love it or leave it. Yeah. Thank Bye. you, Nat, for being here and sharing your light and your like I mean, talking to you. We've seen each other, I know, since we graduated high school, but <laughs> just hearing your um you're such a light bringer and you're so well thought. And it's so cool to see and hear the evolution of everything. So like, thank you. Hey, the feelings are mutual. I'm so excited for all the things that you are doing as well for women all over the world, all over the place and keep it up. Thank you. And I'm going to tears if you can't see them. Don't cry. <sighs> Just such an emotional basket case over here. Just um, good things. Good things. Well, I love you and thank you. And um, I can't wait for everyone to come to your class. It's going to be earth growing, shattering, loving, killing it. Roll with it. Let's do it. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Okay, sister. Thank you. Bye, Nat.